are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast here brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to the always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at creatorthomas24 for my personal account. You know it's me when you see that blue check mark or follow my show account at Locked On Diamondbacks. Just type it in the search bar on both Twitter and Instagram. Instagram. I'm sure you can find it. Now, for today's show, we got Locked On Phillies host Dan Wilson on the pod. We are recapping the last series, talking about the Phillies playoff chances. We're discussing the Javi Baez situation, Bryce Harper's MVP odds. So we got a whole bunch to talk about on today's pod. But first, this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Now, let's jump right into the pod with Dan Wilson of Locked On Phillies. All right, we got another crossover for the Locked On listeners. For the first time, we're doing a crossover with Locked On Phillies. We got host Dan Wilson on the pod. Dan, say what's up to the D-backs listeners who never heard your voice before. Yeah, what's up, uh, Diamondbacks Nation, uh, fans of Millard, fans of... uh, Locked on Diamondbacks. Uh, actually happy that the Phillies were able to have some success against one of the worst teams in baseball this weekend. Uh, a little ridiculous that they got swept by the Diamondbacks in Arizona. I'm sure Diamondbacks fans uh, like that. But uh, for those who have never heard my voice before, uh, a Phillies, some call me a Phillies pessimist. This season has been wildly annoying, uh, mostly because they don't take care of business when they need to. They oftentimes play down to their competition. They struggle. And we'll get into all of that. Uh, but the Phillies actually had a nice series, winning three of four from Arizona uh, here in Philadelphia this weekend. Yeah, like you said, last week, the D-backs sweep the Phillies, and then they win the first game of this series. So I was like, D-backs just own the Phillies, I guess. But Phillies bounce back. They win three straight. And so how how does it feel? I mean, you've been saying the, the Phillies have been infuriating this season. They've been playing down to their competition. But you took three out of four this weekend. How confident are you and your team now heading into this stretch run of games? confident in their ability to make the playoffs win the next stretch of games i mean i guess it depends what the question is confident in their ability to make the playoffs not very uh i've seen this movie before i don't know if there's anything the phillies could do short of maybe getting back into first place will reopen this conversation even then i still wouldn't believe it this team had an eight game winning streak to begin the month of august and are nearly going to have it's not going to quite get there but almost for a second there it looked like they were going to have a losing record in the month of August, like have been dreadful ever since they lost two of three to the Dodgers following that eight game winning streak. And you say, all right, you're playing a better team. Uh, To be a playoff team, as far as I'm concerned, and much has been made here in Philadelphia of how the Phillies have the easiest schedule remaining in all of major league baseball. But if you can't beat the bad teams, like it doesn't matter. So 
the Diamondbacks were one of many teams who are struggling this season. Who they, I mean, they still lost the season series four <laughs> three to them. They've struggled in places like Marlins Park for years. Something about dead ballparks, man. Like I, I don't, you know, this isn't a knock on like Arizona fans or anything like that. I've seen my fair share of late season Phillies games where there's nobody there, right? And this team has the longest drought, playoff drought in the National League. And baseball, more so than any other sport, can really drag on. When there's no one there late in the season, it just feels dead. And the Phillies are playing in Arizona last week, and I actually like some of the late-night games, so I'm staying up late watching it, and there's not really anyone there in Arizona. And the Phillies' offense just goes to sleep in games like that. They've been doing it in places like Miami for years, and they've already lost. They lost two or three to Pittsburgh uh, in Pittsburgh earlier this season, and they come in for three to Philadelphia. So the infuriating part to me is that teams they should beat up on, they don't. I'm not confident based upon their standing uh, in the National League East and even in the wild card, which has recently become more of a possibility here. Still four and a half back of the Atlanta Braves, who have kind of been playing much better baseball here as of late. I mean, they went on that ridiculous winning streak, winners of seven of their last 10. And as I look at the Braves, they were my favorite to win the National League East at the beginning of the season. Obviously, they're down their best player uh, in Ronald Acuna Jr., but that lineup you know, with Freeman and those guys still very, very strong. They had pitching problems throughout the year, but it felt like that they were a team, even though, you know, they blew a three, one lead, a three, one lead to the Dodgers last year and they've won the national league East four years in a row. It still felt like it was their division to lose. And the Mets led the division for much of the season. And then they kind of blew it and they really fell off. And then the Phillies took over the Mets for first in the division. And then they really fell off. And now the Braves are in first place. And it feels like the Braves were just waiting all season giving opportunities, like huge windows of opportunities to the Phillies or Mets to take over this division. And neither of them are going to do it. And now Braves and their fans are sitting there all season long saying, hey, we kind of just you know, like rope it up these two teams a little bit. And they beat up on each other and lose to worse teams and things like that. And now we're going to end up winning the, the division without our best player after all said and done anyway. So that's the frustrating part to me. I mean, the season's not over. They still have they're 66 and 64. So I guess that's what 140 games well or 150 games i can't do math uh that no 130 games still can't do math uh 66 plus 64 130 games they played the, thus far so 32 games remaining between now and the end of september first weekend in october there it's possible again four and a half out of the division lead uh four games as of right the second as we're recording this at 7 20 on sunday uh, eastern time back in the wild card few more teams to jump there uh, so I'm not confident in their ability to make the playoffs, but they did have a winning streak that surrounded a trip to Washington earlier this month. Maybe they'll have success uh, coming up this week uh, later when they play the Nats in Nats Park. Yeah, and you telling me that they have the longest playoff drought in the NL, I forget that because I'm looking at their history now on Baseball Reference. I, I forget that. It's been yeah, a lot, a lot of people years. Are like, oh, wow, the Phillies really haven't been in the playoffs since 2011. Yeah, it's been that long. And if the Mariners do find a way to – they're – far back in a wild card spot right now. And I don't think they're going to make the playoffs either, but if the, the Mariners are the only team with a longer drought and actually goes 10 years further back than the Phillies, if the Mariners ever find a way to get in the playoffs, one of these years, the Phillies will literally have the longest playoff drought in baseball. It, it's been a while of since we've seen uh, true meaningful uh, playoff baseball, October baseball here in Philly. Yeah. And the Mariners are a different breed. I think they have the longest playoff drought of, all the four American teams of oh, all the four. Far, yeah. 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 So, so the Mariners are just a different breed, but the Philly fans, they could probably relate to some of the Phoenix fans out here because we've just seen the Suns in the NBA finals. And it was a decade between them 
making postseason appearances. So I'm not saying the Phillies are going to make the, you know, the World Series, but you never know. Once you get into the playoffs in baseball, you never know. So when you look at the two paths for the Phillies to get in, you got the wild card where you're about four games. You got the division, which is about four and a half. And, you know, I would have told you probably three weeks ago, it would have felt like the Phillies had to win the division. They want to make the postseason. But you've seen the Padres come all the way back down to the field. Reds have been getting better recently. Do you feel like it's more realistic if the Phillies did make the postseason? Would it be as the division winner of the NL East or would it be as that second wild card spot? Dan and I will get into the Javi Baez situation, but it's that time of year again and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod. I still feel like it's the division. It's only a half game difference between the two. And I think that half game difference is more than made up for when you look at the fact that, you know, you have to jump the Braves. It's the one team in front of you. And they have some diff- – I don't like to harp on this schedule difficulty thing because, again, it doesn't really seem to matter when you're talking about the Phillies. But the Braves do have some difficult games coming up. The Phillies have some easier games coming up that – on paper, you should say that you know should close the gap a little bit. The Phillies have a series remaining with the Braves in Atlanta later this season, and it's only one team you have to catch. There's no, there's really only one wild card opening in the National League. Like the the Dodgers by far have that, or the Dodgers or the Giants, whoever don't doesn't win the National League West is going to have that first spot wrapped up, right? So mm-hmm. we're looking right now. It's the Reds, the Padres, a game and a half behind them, the Cardinals, three and a half behind them, and then the Phillies. That's three separate teams you have to jump. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it just seems less realistic to me when they don't have – they they're done with the Padres. They're done with the Reds. I believe they're done with the Cardinals too. So you're, you're done with all of those teams. So unless they go on a ridiculous tear and jump all of those teams. But again, if they go on a ridiculous tear, I think you're looking at contending for the division anyway. So it seems unlikely to me. Again, I don't have the numbers in front of me what the odds are of each. But – I think that the National League East definitely has to be the goal. Get yourself into a real postseason series. I don't think they should be resting on the laurels of like, hey, we'll get into a one-game playoff with the with the Dodgers or the Giants. It would make a hell of a storyline, especially if it were the Giants because former Phillies manager Gabe Kapler uh, is managing in San Francisco now. But get yourself into a real postseason series. There's really no excuse for why this team 
isn't leading the National League East right now. They've shot themselves in the foot time and time again. So not only do I think that should be the goal, I also think it's the more realistic route at this point. Yeah, I would have to agree the division is the more realistic route just because the NL East has been so up and down this year. I really believed in the Mets coming into this season because their rotation like stacked on paper, but injuries to that rotation, the offense year after year just never seems to live up to the ceiling that they have. The Apparently Braves were doing their own fans now. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, <laughs> Javier Baez is now uh, leading the charge and giving a thumbs down to New York fans. I'm sure that'll go over very, very well uh, up there in New York because they have really fallen off here and again you know injuries and things like you said but not getting the type of season they expected in year one of francisco lindor and maybe they didn't do enough at the trade deadline but they have arguably had a more disappointing fall off not arguably i think more disappointing fall off than the phillies they're seven and a half out so i don't think we're going to be seeing the mets in the postseason and uh i can't imagine the uh the mets faithful are too happy with their team right now yeah uh, record. yeah Javier Baez is basically cutting his own ties with the organization. I mean, yeah, if you guys haven't seen, he's now doing thumbs down after every celebration to the Mets fans because he's saying, when we don't have success, we get booed. So now when we do have success, we're giving a thumbs down right back to the fans, giving them a little a little boo themselves. So that, that's an interesting play if you're Javi Baez and the Mets. I, I don't know about the other Mets players. I just heard Javi Baez talked about it, but I don't know if the other Mets players, you know, stand behind Baez as a word then if they're tired of the booze from their own fans. So that it's a, it's even, an interesting thing. Like, I'm going to tie this into the Phillies here really quick. You know, th- this is not a knock on, you know, Arizona or West Coast sports fans, but, you know, I feel like I can speak to this to an extent because Philly, New York, Boston, whatever Northeast city you want to rattle off here certainly has – a rap and a culture around it, especially as it pertains to its fans. And the fans will, you know, turn on you in a sense, not in that they're going to stop wanting the team to win, but they'll let you have it and they'll let you know uh, in cities like that if they're not approving. There have been plenty of boos at Citizens Bank Park here this season. I can tell you if someone said something like that in Philadelphia would not go over well. I don't know where he gets off saying something like that. The team's four games below 500. I mean, the Phillies have been doing this thing that I'm sure you saw this weekend, the uh, the home run hat where they wear a, you know, a Panama hat that kind of made its way around the locker room or around the clubhouse that they put on after home runs. And there are people who don't like the fact that they're doing that when they're basically hovering around 500 all season. It seems like a little gimmicky to them. I get it. I don't get too worked up about stuff like that specifically. Um, but I some people don't want to see you know antics like that in the dugout celebrating every little thing when the team is mediocre and largely overpaid so to make a comment like that in a city like new york if you made it in a city like philadelphia a city like boston it shows a certain level of i don't know if you want to say being out of touch or just frustration and whether you think it you probably still shouldn't say it because now you have a further x on your back and it's not like javier baez was playing in a city like Miami or some small market where nobody cared like that guy played for the Cubs he obviously won a World Series had success there different relationship with the fans people in New York don't give a damn what the hell you did in Chicago you got to perform and be on a team that's performing in New York so to come out and say that um, not great but I do although I do not you know obviously root for the Mets it's better for the Phillies when the Mets are doing poorly and it is kind of funny to see from the lens of Philadelphia what's going on up there it's not like I have much room or anyone from Philadelphia has much room to laugh right now either because a lot of frustration, a lot of that same frustration 
uh, exists if you take it just a couple hours south on the Jersey Turnpike to Philly because both both teams have pretty passionate fan bases, I'll say, and uh, have teams that are underperforming with a lot of money uh, on that payroll and a lot higher expectations than uh, what's actually being executed here. Dan and I will get into Bryce Harper's MVP odds, but does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car will need. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. Yeah, and I'm fine with the quote-unquote antics by some teams, like you said, with the Phillies. Like, baseball is such a long season, 162 games. Like, I need some – You need something, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just need some juice throughout the season. I can't have the some mon- same mundane team walking in every day. I mean, the D-backs before, you know, they did all this losing back in May, they were a pretty respectable team. And after big wins, after uh, pretty much after everyone in their locker room, they had a little dance party, S-Bar, Peralta. They put on the Spanish music and they got all the boys in the clubhouse to do a little a little cha-cha slide in the, in the locker room. So I, I know the D-backs were doing some antics at the beginning of the season. Once they were breaking records with all-time losing streaks they kind of they kind of slowed down the dance yeah like, like rightfully so right like yeah we shouldn't be celebrating every little thing and doing locker room da- or clubhouse dances when you're breaking records for losing streaks and losing streaks on the road and stuff like that and i could even argue that now that they're so far out of it like a lot of these yeah. guys are getting their first chance to play in the major leagues like there's a lot of triple a talent on this team it almost wouldn't matter so much When you come into a season with the expectations that the Phillies had or that the Mets had to owners who like to put expectations on their own team, specifically Cohen up in New York, spending big and saying, like, we're going to get our team back into the playoffs. Or in Philly, when you have one of the top five highest payrolls in baseball, you go out and sign up Bryce Harper and they're just going to sit here and waste another year of his prime. You go get JT Romuto because you're saying we're ready to win right now. You're buyers at the trade deadline. When you do all of that, just to put a 500 product or in the case of right this second, a two games above 500 product on the field that doesn't fly, especially in a city like Philly or New York. 
Yeah, Philly's probably the one of the most aggressive cities when it comes to booing that's their fair. fans. Yeah, fair, yeah. yeah, I know they want to get Ben Simmons out of there too right now. Big basketball fan, so I know I know they've been clamoring for Ben Simmons. But you brought up Bryce Harper wasting another year of his prime, and right now he's having a phenomenal season for the Phillies. Uh, one of the best seasons best seasons of his career, in all honesty, uh, all honesty, and. I've been talking with Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres. I've asked him, you know, what 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 has to happen for Fernando Tatis to not win MVP? I feel like it has to play, you know, I feel like a big part of why Tatis might not win it just because of games played and health. But another reason why he might not win it just because people think maybe Bryce Harper flat out had a better season and it would be tougher to give Bryce Harper the MVP award, especially if the Phillies just miss out on the postseason. But right now, what are you feeling? How are you feeling about Bryce Harper's MVP odds? Yeah, no, I think he's certainly right in the mix. You're right. The points in his favor are the fact that Tatis has missed time. Uh, he actually just climbed into the lead, not just in the National League, but in all of baseball in OPS lead. Mm-hmm. The points against him are that despite the fact that Tatis has missed time, and for the record, Harper has missed time as well, that his home run, I think Tatis is 35 home runs right now. Bryce is currently at 25. Uh, his RBI total is a little low, 59 versus Tatis has like 20 more or something like that. I try not to sit – like I look at it with context and say that the Phillies have struggled to offensively all season long, largely with the exception of Bryce Harper. I mean just about every other guy has gone through slumps. And for the record, Bryce has gone through slumps too. But even – the other hitters in the lineup have gone through slumps that have been extended or longer than Bryce's. And it's really kind of impacted the fact that he just comes up a lot, frankly, without guys on base. He started this season with, I forget what the number was, but into the teens, like 13, 14, 15, something like that with all solo home runs. So the guy hits a lot of solo shots and still has, you know, within 20 RBIs, of Tatis. I mean, you could sit there and break down RBI versus RBI opportunities. I'm not going to tell you he comes through in every big spot when there are runners on base either. It seems like the Phillies squander tons of those opportunities, and that's as big of a reason as any as why the Phillies are not, in my opinion, going to make the postseason. So I think he's right in it. It would be really cool to see Bryce Harper win the MVP, but it would be far cooler to see this team get into the playoffs. I think he would tell you that too. I hope that's the way he's thinking as well. So He's certainly in it. Him and watching him and Tatis kind of go at it down the stretch of the season will be fun here because they're two of the best and most exciting players in the game just across the country at this moment. But frankly, if Tatis gets more votes, again, some old school thoughts, more home runs, more RBIs, more so. And the fact that he's on a team that is could find its way into the postseason, though they're not sitting in a postseason spot as of right now. But let's say Tatis goes on a tear and gets the Padres like even more of a tear than he's already on all season long. If he is the main reason why this Padres team gets its way back into the playoffs, they'll probably get some votes for that. And quite frankly, even though I don't, that's not how I would vote. I can't necessarily blame someone who votes that way just because I'll be overall more disappointed in the fact that the Phillies missed the playoffs than Bryce Harper got snubbed on some MVP votes to a guy who will be playing in October. And it's, unfortunate that Bryce is likely going to be sitting at home watching the playoffs yet again yeah it's sad Bryce Harper actually yeah it's a lot closer with the games played than I thought Bryce Harper's at like 108 Tatis is at 99 games played but Tatis yeah, numbers are yeah. so like but you're not the only one who says that like people say yeah. like Tatis has missed time it's because he's missed time 
on multiple occasions that it makes it seem like more like the games played, I think is a little bit overblown by the time Tatis gets to the end of the season. How many games played? Do you say Tatis has right now? Tatis is at like 89 games played. Okay. So if he plays every day down the rest of the season, he'll 99, my bad. 99 99 games. Yeah. Okay. If he plays to the end of the season, he'll have played more than two thirds of the year. Bryce will have played, let's say 10 more games, whatever the case is. I don't think that should really factor into the equation. I think the impact these guys have had on their teams and their respective offenses is enough to say that they're worthy of the MVP anyway. So I think it should boil down to just who the better player overall has been right now. If you're going on OPS, you'd say it's Bryce Harper, but Tatis not that far behind has more home runs, more runs batted in. I would venture to say that he'd probably get it right now, but Bryce is right there, but regardless of whether he gets the award or not, I'm appreciating the season he's having, even if the pieces around him just frankly aren't good enough. Would you use which team makes the postseason as a tiebreaker? Would I know? It wouldn't really be a factor for me just because I, this isn't, if this were basketball or football, this would be a little bit different, right? Like a quarterback or a star player in baseball, Star players can certainly be the leading factor to get to the postseason, but I would just look at the guys' numbers. You could defense hardly gets factored in to most of these kinds of things, unless you're talking about catchers or something like that. So, you know, Tatis probably were, he played shortstop for the mo- for much of the season, then made the transition to the outfield, but not a great defensive player. But the impact he has on offense just far more impactful. The impact Bryce has had on offense far more impactful he's obviously got a good arm and plays in right field for the entirety of the season and things like that so i personally would not factor in playoffs i could understand why someone does i was kind of more saying that it doesn't really it's not going to matter to me like i'm not going to be sitting here celebrating i'll be happy about the fact that bryce harper played really well this season and i'm appreciating that now but i won't need the validation of the mvp award in November if this team doesn't make the playoffs because I've already been so annoyed by the fact that the team squandered opportunity time and time again to actually get themselves to October and didn't do it. Not because of Bryce Harper's fault, clearly because of the team around him. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. And remember, come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage. Inside, we might be playing part two of the conversation with Ethan Smith of Lockdown Pirates from last week. So be on the lookout for that. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!